0: Welcome to episode 50 of Casually Hardcore. This is a monster episode with both Avi and Vegan Pete from She Heals ITank. Tank. As a note to viewers, this podcast does include some light profanity and is not recommended for children. So if you are with your family, this might be one that you want to enjoy later. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy episode 50 of the Casually Hardcore podcast. And thank you all so much. So, let's do this thing.
1: I thought it was going to be mayonnaise, ketchup, and mustard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's our New York hot sauces. Deal with it, Texas boy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Casually Hardcore Podcast, Episode 50, the first podcast of 2020. My name is Brian, and today I'm really happy to hopefully introduce you to the creators of the amazing She Heals I Tank Podcast. We've got Avi and Beacon Pete. Thank you guys for uh, making time. And also, you guys have a big milestone that you're celebrating this week with Episode 200. If you guys have not seen or heard the She Heals I Tank Podcast, it's incredible. I highly recommend it, and links will be in the description of this video when it goes up on YouTube. But guys, t- introduce yourself in case anybody who, as uh, like in our community, hasn't heard of you guys. How did you get started? What do you guys like about podcasting? Because two hundred is amazing.
2: Well, There's one st- he, one yeah. thing
1: we are—it's consistent. I will give us that. <laughs> you had very kind words. But, uh, I don't know if we've ever been just des- described as amazing. Um, But we are called She Heals I Tank and the acronym for that is SHIT. We are known as the SHIT Podcast. Uh, And it's pretty appropriate for much of the time, I would say, I'm Vegan Pete. My better half is my wife, Avi Ale, so husband and wife podcasting duo. Anything to add to that?
3: (laughs) I was like, are you just gonna talk for me? That's cool. Pete got into, it was his idea to start the podcast, and uh, he asked if I would do it with him, and I said, sure, sounds like fun. I'm the chatty one in most scenarios, so it was, when we first start, it's definitely like a different dynamic to where we've gotten to now, so it's been kind of fun to see that growth, and I do know that the first year of podcasting, we did not miss a single week. Pete refused to miss a single week.
1: Even had pre-recorded ones to have out there when we were on vacation.
3: Yeah and now at least i'm i'm kind of grateful that now he's like it's okay we can miss for new years we can miss for you know christmas and so yeah people really
0: people know we're going to come back because yeah. we have a backlog it's like, hey, guys, welcome to my weekly podcast. This is episode one. And then it was like, where's two? <laughs> like,
2: yeah,
1: he said but weekly. I, I suppose the origin of it was, though, uh, like my day job is in sales, and it's not that creative. I was missing like a creative part of my life. I really enjoyed Final Fantasy fourteen. Wanted to do some sort of content creation for it, but I have never done like any Photoshop or video editing or anything like that, and I figured... One of the I don't know if it was gonna be easy, but something that seemed approachable to me was podcasting over trying to learn uh, illustrator or any sort of video video editing software. And I was also a big fan of the podcast Limit Break Radio. Mm-hmm. And they weren't quite talking about the topics I wanted to talk about. Like I enjoyed it and everything like that. But there I, I felt like there was a there was a space for the topics I wanted to talk about. So go ahead.
3: <laughs> like how much he hates pvp in final fantasy XIV. i
1: say i love pvp just not in this game ongoing thing what is your pvp game pete uh nothing right now but it was dark age of camelot that was my first mmo the one that i always have fond memories of and that was some three-sided pvp <laughs> Which I thought I was gonna love in Final Fantasy, but it's just it doesn't have any staying power for me. It's over in 15 minutes, one match, nothing is persistent, so it doesn't really seem like you ever really accomplish anything in it other than going for the new mount.
0: Yeah, and that's why it dies. Yeah, so, um, if you guys aren't aware, we've divided the podcast room up specifically. We've got Gingers on the left. Uh, and we've got salespeople on the right. So, uh, Avi, I don't know what you do, so I'm just assuming that you're not in sales, but you could be.
3: I'm in IT. Oh,
0: really? This is great. Me too. So this is perfect, <laughs> guys. Like, we've got the cool people on the left, like I said, uh, and uh, the normies on the right. So <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, normies. So,
0: left or stage left? I don't know. <laughs> I would but, uh, say, like, on my, on my left, how it's being viewed. I don't know how people are going to interpret that. <laughs> so uh, as far as it goes, they can interpret any they want. But, um, So this podcast, we've got it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever pretty much podcasts can be found. Uh, Our last episode, we had Taylor Scroll talking about uh, kind of the games of the year, and we kind of ranked them. And it turns out, like, a lot of the ones that were up for NOM aren't ones that we played. (laughs) What a shocker. Like, guys who love MMOs don't play every game that comes out what a what a what a shock but it was fun it was a really good show you guys to check it out um also we want to thank our partnership with exit lag if you guys are having any kind of lag issues with your game um you should check out the link below get three free days use the code do work for 20 percent off um it works really great i've been using it to play korean mmos lost ark which seems lost to time
4: (laughs) i don't know if that's ever you want to play on a data center that's not on your continent for any game for any game latency can be an issue
0: so, um, this show just to kind of give everybody a little heads up editor's note. Um, I'm drinking, uh, this is a after five o'clock show. And, uh, while we typically try to keep it safe, uh, there might be some, uh, profane language. So if you're watching with your family and your kids, uh, I can't promise I'm gonna try my best to edit it out, but if it doesn't sound natural, um, just note that this might be a podcast that you watch and adult time <laughs> like the fact that our acronym is shit uh it, it's like for me it's that's funny because i was like eh you know like it is what it is that's a great acronym how did you come up with the name
1: uh i wanted something that would stand out something that would have a little bit of comedic element to it like that so yeah. i definitely was looking for what the acronym spelled and then also i'm like i know Final Fantasy, I hope it lasts a really long time, but who knows how long it will last. Right. I wanted something that wasn't specific to Final Fantasy, and this is something that could be used for basically any MMO. Yeah. And, um, does
0: anybody ever ask you for, like, advice on how to get started?
1: Uh, yeah. And I think my biggest piece of advice is just do it because there was definitely a time when I was doing research and research and research on different mics and different setups. And then eventually I just got one USB mic, set it up in between us and just did the damn thing and (laughs) and just learned from there.
0: It's Learning by fire, I think it's some of the best because often we'll get people like, hey, how do we create? How do we do? And it's like there's like simple little advice, but the best thing is to start because you're going to get over that that insecurity that we all have. Yeah. You know, like, why, you know, like, why did it, what I didn't, we didn't start doing YouTube until three years, but I was making it like writing up personal guides for players on the controller for years. I was just like, Hey, do this and do this. And I was like, okay, what are you playing? And I'd write this long thing up It never was public. I was tailoring it. And somebody was like, eventually we we're like, well, and it turns out there's an you know, people are interested in that. And I was like, Oh wow. Like, so that was actually my hold up was assuming yeah. that, not very scalable <laughs>
4: like controller this guides is, this, this is this is pete's controller guide i will be getting to i will get to obvi's controller guide next week uh unfortunately yeah. you can check your email you are number forty nine thousand. <laughs> but just hold out at one a week i will get to you but that's good like the, from your name uh, naming convention
0: because that's one of the things people are like oh, i'm thinking about making a final fantasy 14 channel i go great don't name yourself final fantasy 14. It's a yep. ten-year-old MMO.
2: Yep.
0: It's a ten-year-old MMO. It's going yep. great. I hope it goes on for a long time. But yeah. it's ten years. Like, like, look, yeah. look at it. Like, four, 11's coming up on twenty. So, like, we do know That's, they will support say this say stuff. that
3: makes me feel <laughs> old. It's
0: not an old feeling. It's an exciting feeling for me. That
3: note, eleven being twenty, makes me feel old. <laughs> I played eleven when it was brand new.
0: What's the alternative, Avi? The alternative's not not pretty. Like I, I would rather get old than, than the alternative.
3: <laughs> no, but twenties twenties kind of a number for me right now. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm just telling you. Like you know, like I said in the pre-show, your skin looks great. Like I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> um, as I flirt with Avi, uh, we've got uh, Yoshi P's New Year's greetings. This is something that mm. is this is something very dear to me. Like his New Year's letter. Um, You know, I want to know about before we kind of talk about what he's what he said, because there's some really, I think, really cool things in it. Like, what is your experience with 14? Because you said you started podcasting. When did that start? Like, when did you come into 14? What brought you into this game? Because that's going to help me understand the context of this letter for y'all.
1: Sure. Uh, I had never played any Final Fantasy game at all in my life, and I knew she had played a couple of them. So I was just browsing the PlayStation Store one time, and they had the demo for 14 on there. So I downloaded it so she could play it. She was running her own business at the time, so had some weird hours, and she was able to play that. And then once she actually started really getting into it, and it was something she wanted to play, then I played as well, because no MMO had ever held my attention like Dark Age of Camelot did way back when. And this is the only one that's ever held it since. Uh, so that's why I started playing. Why did you well, stick with it?
3: Well, and then, so we had it only on the PS4. We had one PS4. Yeah. And we were like, then he started playing. I was like, oh, ah, no, bitch. I'm <laughs> sorry. <I started>. Uh, <laughs> well, I like, we, can't, we can't do this. We have to share this. And then he, he brought out uh, his gaming PC that he had built, and then he decided he wanted to build himself another one. So at one point, I was PS4, and he was on his gaming PC. and Then he built a new one, and I took the old one. And it just kind of became this project that like we both played together and we'd never actually played any video games together really before 14. And I, at the time it was when my business was actually ending. So I was very poor and I had very, very weird hours. I was working really hard for not a lot of money yeah. and MMO- that's, that's
0: the life of a business owner.
3: Yeah. yeah. MMOs give you that sense of security and control mm-hmm. and, and socialization. Yeah. That whenever you're dealing with those kind of elements, it helps you like feel grounded. Mm-hmm. And and so Final Fantasy fourteen helped me get through the loss of my business essentially.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: and, and that's why I really stuck with it the time. It came it came to me. He bought that for me at like the perfect moment in my life. Like I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Owning a business is a very isolating experience. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm I'm gonna guess I don't know if you're the same way, but it's like when anybody asks you how's it going? You have mm-hmm. to respond.
3: Great.
2: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's
3: well, going great. <laughs> my business. I was. I was a baker. Mm-hmm. You listen to our, uh, I. I made a, a. craft beer bakery. So it was everything was baked with craft beer, and I worked with local breweries. And my business is called Pub Cakes. I'm just saying this because, then people would see me out in town, and that essentially became my name. So then I was hey Pub Cakes, hey Pub Cakes, and so everyone would ask. And then even when the business stopped for years what happened hey cupcakes hey cupcakes and so i didn't want to go out and yeah. i didn't want to you know you didn't want to have to answer those questions and so final fantasy 14 was a place where i didn't have to
1: yeah chris i always so started the st- podcast and told everyone she did it <laughs> and you can go watch she was on cupcake wars you can go watch that episode on netflix and stuff like not that on oh, not on netflix anymore oh yeah
0: stream wars man they're always <laughs> buying up that content and selling it chris joined in 2.0 chris uh, I'm going I'm to mm-hmm. let you kind of uh, dive into the the New Year's greeting um, because, uh, you know, for each one of us here, like I really just are, got a, a major feeling this letter means something different for each one of us. You know, uh, Avi's talking about like the socialization and there's an emotion connection to it. Uh, Chris, walk us through the letter. Let's talk about that. And then let's dive into our big topic.
4: So it's it's fairly short. Um, it's, it's pretty short and to the point, even by letter from Yoshi P standpoint. Um, he, he basically said that, I mean, he first acknowledged the importance of Shadowbringers. So he's exactly where we are as a player base. Shadowbringers is possibly going to be one of the more instrumental and more impactful expansions you'll ever play in any game ever. And so I think for Yoshi P to open up by saying 2019 was something to be cherished is is really it says that they're just as aware as we are they don't think this is just another game right now um and so he says he says a big thank you um and then he says like it's given him a chance to travel more and he's been taking part in interviews and really it's given him more of a pulse which i think is is something that you see in a lot of games where people say like oh they the devs don't listen and like he just says you know He has a feel for how big the community is, that it's something much larger than him, um, talking about like the orchestral concert and all that. And then the part of it where, I'm starting to kind of lace my opinions in here, but the part of it that really spoke to me was the next section. So he says, although everyone in the development operations teams has been taking time off over the new year, the 5.X series is proceeding at pace. Um, The 5.18 was released at the end of the year. 5.2 now is almost ready. From the start of the year, we'll be carrying out adjustments and bugs. And like, there's just something about how matter of fact that they've been taking time off, which is something that I was concerned about with the pace of this game, but that like the game isn't slowing down because I think I was worried. It's like, well, is it slowing down because 14 is going to come to an end and we're going to launch another MMO or are they going to just burn themselves into the ground because they can't continue this pace forever. And so I I think it's a really surgical part of this letter. And I think it really, puts the balance really well um and then he mentions the 5.2 and 5.3 therefore they're going to form this one chapter uh and then and then he starts to play his little bit of a game so he he says that uh, a bizarre note on my desk it says for what are warriors of light but earnest souls of good intent resolved to do that which is right regardless of the consequence um and that gives he, me chills
0: like i he, just get he chills
4: he puts is this some sort of prophecy anytime he asks a question mark like at anything just as a general route should be the answer is yes like, like anytime he says like i don't know maybe if players worked on ishgard will get housing it's like well he's gonna have to give us housing now because he's never not answered one of those questions yes um and then he says that it's the 10th year since he first uh became involved in the project uh, project and so as they step into a new decade um you can be sure there will be a fan fest and you can be sure we're off to more adventures but it's it's just a really, it's, it's letter on its own. I think if you're brand new to the game this month, it probably doesn't mean a lot because it just says like, hey, it's been going 10 years, things are going great. They're gonna to continue to go great. It's awesome. But I think as a player um, watching the transformation this game has gone through, it spoke to me a lot because I came from WoW. And so the communication here is just so much more personal um, the fact that it comes directly from him and the fact that it feels so heartfelt and the fact that he's taken the time to go around and give interviews and maybe I'm biased because I got to be at one of those <laughs> interviews, but it just, it really feels like he cares and it just reminds you that this game is made by, by people. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it just it just reminds you that this is like a real living thing and we're part of it and they're part of it and it's, it's a special game
0: avi and pete what do you what what did you read when uh when you read this like what did anything stand out to you did anything uh get you excited anything um speak to the 10 years um that yoshi p's been working on this project for either of you
3: i felt like he he came across to me as as much more proud um in this one than in previous ones and and i think that's because of the success of Shadowbringers, um and and I know, i'm not trying to like write it off in that simplicity but like, Shadowbringers was so emotional for everyone involved. Like, I, I can't imagine you could write and work on a story and not feel, yeah. <laughs> just feel. And, and so I, I feel like it brought the creation of the game, the development of the game to a whole other level for all of them. And and I really hope that that continues because it obviously, any art, any form of art, if you can bring that level of passion to it 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 just improves it tenfold yeah and yeah and i i just i feel like that was kind of like i'm so proud that everyone sees what i see and and i am so grateful now like it's like the 10 years we're building to that you know like not that that's the end i'm not saying that but like this is a high high point for everyone for all of us for him for the development team for everybody
1: Pete, uh yeah i've always seen or uh always thought Yoshi P was very sincere in everything that he says. You can't really tell he loves the game, cares about what people think of the game, he wants everyone to have fun playing it. Um, but just to give a little bit of a different perspective as well, something that stood out to me was, I forget the exact wording, but they said patches 5.2 and 5.3 were gonna be like half a half of a chapter, like com- and that kind of worries me a little bit. I'm like, can't we get like a full chapter in one patch and not have to split that up? Because he's related it to TV mm. before as well. Like mm. a season of TV is an expansion and yeah. then like every patch is a new episode. It's like, are we getting a full episode or are you like breaking that in half? And just pairing that with the news that we're only going to start getting one dungeon per patch. It's like, I I know that the dev team are people and everyone needs their breaks. But you can't deny that it's been like a steady decline like in the amount of dungeons that we've been getting since a realm reborn. yeah and even though I think the quality in general has gone up, I can definitely see the critique that it seems like we're getting less, especially since some of the stuff that they've given us instead, like Eureka and diadem haven't been the most well received pieces of content.
0: yeah, it's been that way since ARR mm-hmm. like Chris Chris has said it that ARR was the golden handcuffs. like when you look at oh yeah remember when we got three dungeons per patch and we got all these different beast tribes and we like it's like they really delivered with arr and since then yes it's been a you know and and the question is is why and that's kind of where like we were talking in the pre-show about the, the kind of the cheese method like there is a lot of technical debt that the game has and a lot of people don't might not understand the concept of technical debt i don't want this conversation to be about that um but it's that like if the dev the dev team can i think they will and what for me speaks evidence to that is that they are adding hairstyles and glasses and headgear to Rothgar and Viera well they like <laughs> as they can as they can like uh, Viera can wear glasses they like they, they showed the, the picture yeah,
1: right but have we but, gotten anything new since uh it's it, since shadowbringers
3: as as a glamour junkie mm-hmm. and i i love the viera because they have my nose Honestly, that's the reason like I have a bunny nose and a friend actually said you need this nose that's your nose um but I also put a lot of effort into collecting a lot of the hairstyles yeah the game, and now I can't use any of those and and if they were slowly adding some of those hairstyles as an available option for the Viera then then I wouldn't complain but we haven't gotten anything but the base ones you start with and right. so it just it's kind of and some of them I spent money on mm-hmm. Like I bought, I have used Tola's um, uh, Heaven's Word outfit. I love that hair. And sorry,
0: right.
4: The, do um, you guys think the total amount of content we get per patch is less? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I do think it is less. I don't like think we're getting factor,
4: any. For, more. When you factor for things like the fact that, like during ARR, we didn't have during ARR, we didn't have blue mage during ARR, the relic grind was fairly simple compared to something as large as eureka whether or not you like those pieces of content isn't the point do you feel that the amount of work being done is less
2: no
0: oh not the amount
1: of work yeah i don't think the amount of that'd be really hard to say for sure but as i think the actual content that we're getting is less even if like you account for all the stuff that maybe i didn't like the most i mean we went from three dungeons a patch to now one
0: I'm excited about the one dungeon over patch like it was for me it was inevitable I wish they gave us a heads up more rather than saying hey 5.2 and by the way one dungeon because one of the things that I think if you look at Shadowbringers as art it's nailed it if you look at Shadowbringers as marketing there's been more unnecessary in my mind in my opinion drama around it around vera, around you know like it's just like Okay. <laughs> and like I can tell people, Mel Vera isn't happening, at least not anytime soon. And it doesn't matter because, you know, when it doesn't happen, they're, they're, people are still going to have that expectation. And despite me saying that, A, hey, v- Vera was coming, and they were telling me like I was crazy. And then they were saying, and then I said, By the way, Mel Vera is not happening. And they're like, Oh, no, it is. And then they're, and they're mad. It's like that could have been handled marketing wise so much better because. They gave us months of speculation and anticipation as opposed to saying, Hey, we've got two races and they're going to be locked gender locked. Like, okay. End of story. You know, we can talk about why. And Yoshi P gave a great reason, a great, like, you know, talk about it. Um, I think for me, like the, 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 struggle I have with the game. And one of the reasons why I'm still playing the game is because I've always seen an an amazing amount of potential in the game. So for me, this 10 year, this is ten years since I decided I was going to keep playing. Fourteen. We started a podcast at E three, two thousand and nine. Covered it all the way. One came out. We played it, and it was like always kind of like, is there going to be some kind of miracle patch because there was some major performance issues, even playing in the beta. And um, oh, Yoshi P gets announced that he's taken over. Huh? What's happening here? Okay, it's going. They, they've announced free to play right now. Okay. Yoshi P's first actual introduction to the entire uh, player base was his new year's greetings.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Mm.
0: Yeah. His first formal address. So I woke up in Arkansas cause we were staying at my sister's uh, for, uh, for that, uh, for, for the holiday, just like hanging out. And I woke up to that and it was, it was then I was like, okay, let's do this Yoshi P because his words were so profound. Um, and so for me, this is a real surreal moment and and for me like the love i have for 14 is 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 sometimes balanced and struggles with my technical and and professional skill of being an engineer leading agile teams working with like like delivering product on and trying to figure out the backlog uh you know because that's like always changing and behind the scenes And what Yoshi P did, and this is why I think it's so critical because Shadowbringers isn't the best final fantasy MMO. I would argue it's perhaps the best final fantasy game that has released at least in the last 10 years,
3: 100%
0: you can say, you can argue, we can argue tactics all day and I go back and forth. Six is also real high on my list. The beauty of the final fantasy franchise is how everybody has a different order. There isn't a set order. There isn't a definitive, here is the order of best Final Fantasies. Chris's is 10. Uh, What's y'all's, like, Vegan Pete, you're recently playing through 8 right now. Um,
1: Yeah, so after we started the podcast for 14 and everything, I kind of wanted to get what some of the references in 14 Mm -hmm. actually were, because I didn't get anything from the tactics raid that was introduced to Final Fantasy. So I was actually, that raid didn't, like, Impressed me that much because it had absolutely zero nostalgia for me at all. So I know some people really loved it because the characters and that. And then to me, I was like, that's kind of just another twenty-four man raid, personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I've gone back and started playing some of the other Final Fantasies. I started with ten because I asked people what everyone their what was your favorite, and it seemed like ten had the most votes out of the people I asked, anyways. That's no sort of scientific ranking or anything like that. Uh, So I started with 10 and then I went to nine. I beat both of those and now I'm on eight. So out of the ones that I've beaten, I like 10 better than nine. And so far I think I actually like eight a little bit more than nine.
0: I wanna follow up with Avi just real quick, but are you gonna play the original seven or are you gonna hold out for the remake? Pete,
1: it's for you.
0: Oh, me? Yeah, I was gonna get Avi's uh, list here and say yeah, I was just curious because you've been going ten nine eight. He's going the next right number now. is seven, and it's like, well, there's <laughs> you have an option now. Like yeah. you can yeah, play the original right. or you can play the remake.
1: I think unless I get to it really quickly because I only play once a week. That's all I have time for the classic Final Fantasy. Uh, if I get to it and I still have a lot of time before the remake comes out, then I'll play the original. But if the remake is out, I'm just gonna play that.
0: Yeah. Not too much longer now. Avi, how about you?
3: So mine is 10. I was one of those voices saying, 10, 10, 10. Um, I actually grew up in a Mario household and in a multiplayer game household. So I didn't get to play Final Fantasy games when I was a kid because you were not allowed to hog the console for that long. So <laughs> it was a lot of Mario Kart. It was a lot of you know 007. It was stuff like that where you had to share. So um I didn't get to play 10 or Final Fantasy until I was an adult and had my own console. So I'd played 10, I played X2, I played 11. I tried to play 12 but I just didn't love the story because okay. there was the romance and just uh, <laughs> 10 had um and then yeah and I I watched Pete play 15 and that was too brotastic for me. Sorry guys. I no, just that's okay. Relate to any of them? Uh, but I love fourteen, uh, so that's obviously. But of the, I did want to say actually. So you're going back to what you were saying about how Shadowbringers is mm-hmm. the best Final Fantasy. Yeah. We actually did have someone in our Discord comment that Shadowbringers is the best single-player JRPG. It
0: is. That's how they. Um, the they mistake that. that people make it is be considered they considered for it. Well, right. But the mistake people make is they assume Final Fantasy 14 is an MMO, and it's a Final Fantasy game first, and it happens to have MMO elements
3: that's a the, wonderful way to describe it
0: yeah it, it, like and, and this is where I see it and I, a lot of people run into this game and then they get frustrated mm-hmm. a lot of people love it like you see the people who love it th- this is how they play the game they play the expansion and then mm-hmm. they take a break and then prior a couple of months prior to 6.0 they're gonna return they're gonna get caught up on the story they're gonna play the expansion and they're going to repeat that and that's how they and that's how they do it i've known a lot of them because that is how they play the game and then for people like us like it offers so much more to do once you've yeah. played final fantasy 14 and but you what, have
3: to play all of it that's it right so yeah. hard and yeah. well, I actually want to talk on this because I yeah, have so every Thursday I stream with my friend Hyper Pixie Gaming. We stream yeah. together. She is an ESO streamer and I'm a Final Fantasy 14 streamer, but she's my best friend. And yeah. you obviously want your best friend to play your game. Absolutely. So every Thursday we do what we call Greenleaf Gaming stream and she plays, we play ESO together and she teaches me and I'm an idiot. And then we play 14 and I teach her and she gets to be the idiot. And, and it's been really, really interesting because ESO is an MMO. Hands down, it's got level syncing. You can go into dungeons no matter what level you are. You can go into any content no matter where you are in the game. There's no walls unless it's like you have to buy the expansion. That's the only wall. You don't have to level to get to it. And so it it has been really difficult for her to understand why she can't do this other content and Mm -hmm. to say it as it's a Final Fantasy game that happens to be an MMO. I Mm -hmm. think for someone like that, coming from that game would make a lot more sense. Did you you just
1: just, idiots.
3: I'm a green leaf. <laughs> just
1: ESO is the
4: purest theme park MMO out there. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, there is no MMO out there. I would say WoW was competitive with it until recent expansions where we started to add features. Like in the current one, where we have a war campaign that you do. You have to go through these interactive cinematics. It's it feels like the best way I've described it to fourteen players is it's just a miniature MSQ like straight up and you have to do it and there's content locks behind it so whether you like it or not you have to do it and so like eso is the theme park like if 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 they come out with a trailer or if you see an old trailer and you're like wow i really want to do that content you can log in and walk straight to that ride and ride it and then log out yep
0: now we're going to get into kind of our hopes for 14 in 2020 um, so definitely hype there, but obviously this is kind of the this is kind of a big topic that is on it on my list Because I remember I got so much She heals I tank dip uh, <laughs> for for stating that years ago I go you got to think of 14 as a as a final fantasy game first And you're gonna set the right expectations mm-hmm. and it's only been moving further and further in that direction and that's People would argue like oh, it's an MMO first and then you're like well Why am I not playing it with other people? And that's where you see people get frustrated by the game themselves. And like we can say whether it's right or wrong. My current world view about it is that it's a technological thing. And when you look at the MMOs that have been announced and are coming out over 2020 in the next 10 years, pretty much they're all like labeling themselves as sandbox MMOs. A return to the open world, a return to, and what's really kind of a neat thing because I tweeted this out today and people like, you know, like, oh my god, what are you saying? Fortnite is more of an MMO than WoW mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. Not MMORPG. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, let's get no. real. Um, but MMO, like it's like and yeah, uh you can put, you know, like what? Like 200 people in an instance in 14. Okay, yeah. yeah, like we got you there. Um, but we don't. There's like I've never <laughs> seen 200 people um in an instance outside of like patch day on like you know yeah. here's the quest right that first we're all going of
1: restoration of ishgard maybe <laughs> yeah that. restoration well that's why
0: like so we, cool. had, we had uh we had meoni on the podcast and i was like the restoration of ishgard is the first real mmo piece of content that shadowbringers added mm-hmm. you know because it's like it okay
1: but, it was over in a week
0: well yeah people still do it like it's just it's meant to be done and people are who are still doing it we're all making progress baby like yeah, it's, but you, I'm you're, hesitant you're to levels. say it's
4: over. I'm hesitant to say it's over because I said that I understood Eureka, and then out of this very predictable egg, blew up Baldesian Arsenal, and I was like, oh crap! I didn't understand that at all. So like, I want Ishgard to turn into something different. Okay. But right now, it does it does appear very it does feel very flat. But like Yoshi P has already said, like. Hold your breath, like, a little
1: bit. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mean it was over, over, but I'm like, this first step is over.
0: Oh, yeah, like, yeah I bad. really
1: wish that would have lasted, like, a month and a half before we finished it.
0: I think I it will. Craft. I think it'll even out. Go ahead, Avi, sorry.
3: No, I I don't craft, and I was really excited for Restoration of Ishgard, and that actually got me hyped again for Final Fantasy, because, I like I said, I've been kind of burnt out on the game a bit, and, and I don't have the time to play like a lot of people do, and... It was done. And I was like, I got to be a part of it for two days, maybe, like two after work days. Yeah. And and then I was like, well, I don't want to sit here and just grind. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of, of this. And now I'm leveling for something I won't do anything with once it's leveled. I'll just go, hey, Beba, will you craft me that thing? Because you got all your crafters leveled. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it.
1: And when they first announced it and how they said it was going to be like server specific, I was really excited for, like, the server race as well. And then since people could just transfer servers, like, it had no meaning after that. Absolutely. Server race-wise, it's like, well, everyone just went to one server and finished it there and then just followed the fate around to get the XP.
0: After drinking these White Claws, I keep muting you guys and not actually the stream. And I was like, oh, they can still hear me going. Er. <laughs> I didn't even
3: notice. Well, w- yeah, because I
0: kept muting y'all. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to oh. mute because it's coming through here. So that's so funny. I do want to a, 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 <laughs> uh, highlight a comment Chili using. I think I named them Super Balls um, as a part of our Twitch. Uh, like that just currency. Uh, it says that points? I still see loads of people on Fates and Hunt Trains. And I would I would ask, how what is loads like? What does that mean? Like, how many people are, are you seeing? Because, I'm going to tell you guys a number, and I'm going to I'm curious as to your reaction. Imagine, five thousand people. Imagine, ten thousand people. That's what's coming. And that's why I think MMO is going to be a whole different ballgame the next decade. We saw over the last decade. It's not a Final Fantasy thing. A lot of people are like, you know, think that I'm like like hey no final fantasy is an mmo no guess what like wow isn't a five or four man instance content like that's not mmo that's not massive that's you know that's diablo
2: um
4: you know so pvp feels pretty big but it's nothing compared to what technology advancements like google stadia mean for the industry And whether or not stadia succeeds or fails whether or not you like stadia has not the the, the advancement, right? The discovery of that technology is a game changer.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so like I'm thinking where we see like how MMOs over the last decade have gotten smaller and more tailored. The other technology that's right on the horizon that's going to blow people away is AI as it relates to the MMO. And if anybody here has played Forza and anybody like I even kind of talked a little bit about this. Uh, about like with even smash brothers with training your amiibo fighter like we're going to be training these things so that in and of itself it might not even feel like we're alone imagine like all of us we all have jobs i'm late we're all going to do a raid together but i'm I'm, guys i'm off work you know i'm I'm late i'm you know imagine if my ai that i've trained is going to play like me i'm sorry (laughs) occasionally i have moments of brilliance and maybe that would be the night for the bot But, like, there's just so many things in technologies where, like, over the last decade, the problem was, is, like, how do we get these people with real lives and and less time? Well, let's get matchmaking in there. Let's do these things. And we got to make it faster. But that's going to be a thing of the past because we're going to have convenience, but we're not going to have to lose scale. And that's going to be something that truly, I think, will revolutionize, like, the MMORPG over the next decade. But... That's just my piece on it because I was just like, I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm so excited for what that means for this genre that I love uh, immensely.
3: Have you read any um, like MMO fantasy novels or anything like that by chance? No, any good
0: ones that you recommend?
3: Oh, yeah. Awaken <laughs> Online is incredible. There's okay. a whole series like it uh, uh, makes you want to play that game, even though it's not really a game. But the reason I brought it up is because in one of the books and, and it's always like a virtual reality kind of thing where it's like the person is in the game and, and their avatar is what you're getting the story from. But there actually was one book. I don't even know how old it was, but it did that mm-hmm. exact same thing. It brought that up that when you're not logged into the game, there's an AI that will continue to walk around and, and be you essentially in the game. Yeah. And so it's really cool now to like something I read in like a total fiction is, is actually going to be something implemented well, I, mean, I
1: can't you, wait until i get that message in discord from my static where they're like yeah we're replacing you with your ai yeah sorry <laughs> sorry don't
0: bro. show up tonight dude no thanks than well know. what what it is is that when i look at the drawbacks like i think a, a lot of people haven't connected the dots and maybe this is me just being presumptive um but when the number the number of complaints when we talk about the cheese methodology when we talk about the issues, it all, all, all the issues that I have heard from the primary, from the multiplayer aspect, all have one thing in common, and it's it's duty finder, it's matchmaking. Why can't Blue Mage do X? Well, mm. ma- bl- matchmaking, like all the little things outside of the race and the glamour, and you're not getting your hairstyles. Like that's totally that's a different subject, but beyond glamour and appearance, it's matchmaking. And when you look at other games and how they've done it over the last like you know just couple years. Some of the things that people hate and at the same time, there's a great appreciation for is things that aren't necessarily easy. Hey, can we get harder dungeons? Sure. But no matchmaking because if it's too hard, people are going to bounce and then you're going to be mad. It's not. And then you're and you're going to complain like, hey, can we get better dungeons and can people not suck? Like that's a bigger ask than harder dungeons. And so when we're all of a sudden, it's like, and then they introduce trust. Well, now I'm playing alone. Imagine though, like if we could mix a match trust, like the, okay, Brian's late. Let's all go. We're going to bring his little, his little bot. Maybe make it not as good as me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make it better than me. So it's like, I can play. Otherwise at some point you're like, let's watch our bots play.
3: We go. (laughs) That would happen. Yeah. It's like
0: like, his bot actually moves out of the AOE. Oh my God. He's better. Uh, But (laughs) right. Yeah it's gonna be interesting so let's let's shift the the focus right now uh to 2020 because we've got 5.2 5.3 which apparently is like the other times that they've done kind of a two-parter or things that two halves of a whole is usually in the last patch you have a kind of yeah. starter and then you have the end so hopefully it's both have a lot of meat hopefully when he says that it's both the meat.
4: phrase just to let you know the yeah. exact words here are to bring a close To the critically acclaimed Shadowbringers, patches 5.2 and 5.3 form two halves of a single chapter.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of what they usually do, right? Because like 0.4 and 0.5 is usually like setting up the next expansion. It's that
4: close word, right? So it's not a part one and part two mid-season. It's that that finale type word in there that tells me they're setting up for a really big 6.0 and they need more time to set it up. So they need 0.4 and 0.5 to set us up, in which case they would have to drastically change the format because our raids are always three-part raids. Like we we have such a pattern that that we could sit in here right now, we could pause this podcast, and as a group of four, we could pre-record our reactions to the next set of live letters. Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. How excited are you guys? We're getting another trial. Like we we already know 90% of what's in every yeah. live letter for an entire cycle. Yeah. So, like does that phrase mean that they're going to change the pattern or am I just excited about the thought
1: of the pattern
2: changing?
3: I was going to say is that something that excites you or would you be disappointed?
1: <laughs> by so that? I don't know if the pattern mm-hmm. changes that much because I feel that's what point 0.4 and point 0.5 usually are for. Yeah, you're right, Pete.
0: Board 5. Because the, the rate doesn't
1: the yeah. raid doesn't necessarily have that much to do with the MSQ Yeah.
4: I, do you guys think that they're going to tie it more in like we're doing stuff out in the world this time Christ you guys think thought. it'll just be totally freestanding
0: I think from this, this expansion one of the things I really actually appreciated it I feel like both raids are baked into the world I feel like more
1: they are a little bit closer but they're not like they're not that far into it where they can't wrap yeah. everything up and just kind of
3: I don't want it to feel rushed. Yeah. I, I, I that's my big thing actually is I really I, the story has has been so wonderful and, and I, I don't want them to be like and
2: Done.
3: Game of Thrones final season. Like I don't <laughs> want that to happen. <laughs> I don't want we have to hit A, B, C, and D, who cares how we get there. Like just please keep the emotion for it. Um I'm a big advocate. I always want them to kill characters because when you kill a character, it makes me feel and I don't like it when stories create characters for the purpose of murdering dying. You. Yeah. Moon like, Rita. let me get a little attached to this one, yeah. Moon and then... Rita! I, exactly. I, I I read too much fantasy and watch too much fantasy to go, you're going to die, you're going <laughs> to die, you're going to die. I'm not attached to you because I know why you're here. I
0: have this intricate backstory with these characters, and I've never been spoken of until today.
3: <laughs>
4: Did you think that Yostola should have stayed yeah. dead? Yeah, hands down. Yep. She's Stay done it before.
0: In and what Nanimo,
3: part? Nanamo. <laughs> hey, I know people going to hate me for that. Nanamo's story would have been much stronger if she'd have stayed dead. It just weakens your story. It would have been stronger
0: if she stayed dead How because she's not
4: in any of this.
0: Right?
3: You know? Why bring them back and not use them?
4: How would you have felt if, if she died and then Thancred died?
3: If you stole a died and then Thancred died? Two.
4: Back to the... In, no, in, in the 5.0 series, we had an opportunity for Thancred to yep. die and we had an opportunity for you stole die. How would you I have think... felt if we'd gotten to the end of the 5.0 story and we'd lost two,
1: two
3: main characters? actually
1: Yeah, I could do without Thancred lately. <laughs> the main
3: player that people would be upset by it and it would be juicy and meaty enough that people would be upset by Thancred's death, but that the story going forward wouldn't really be that impactful. Like Pete and I actually had a conversation where what if some of the characters choose to stay on the first? Wouldn't it be amazing? And mm-hmm. in doing so, they actually die in our world, but their souls Right, but their
0: souls away. are good, still ghosty, McGhosterson over there on the right, first, Right, and yeah. he
3: chooses, chooses to continue there and essentially die on our world to stay with reen if
0: we do the rejoining i bear it, that's a reason they bring him back no see one's
2: it?
4: truly dead yeah
0: the um so yeah uh, I, I if i if i had I to, to pick to somebody to kill live
4: long enough to see that yeah
0: I, like this is fun because i'm gonna pick somebody to kill now uh Cario, not a fan i mean she's awesome they mess with her all that cool stuff but i don't know like
1: i just i feel like she has to do something more important before mm-hmm. she would die Otherwise, I don't think it would have that much impact for no. people as of right now.
3: I love her voice. Oh yeah. And her
0: quote. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, but that's just the character. That's like, I we have had significant deaths, um, but we haven't had one in a while. You know, and it's like, I and I would I I pause because I know the uh, the Emmett Selk is in a villain crowd, is out there going like, no, no, we we lost Emmett, we lost Emmett, and uh, honestly, but that's that,
3: why Shadowbringers is good.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Emmett Salk, in my opinion, is is the quintessential and best written villain that we've had in this game to date, because the, the annoying thing about it is that my I always held a belief is that the vil- the best villains are the ones that are righteous in their indignation, mm-hmm. that they and actually are trying to achieve a good. But in their twisted sense of it, unfortunately, these horrible things have to happen. You know, and and that's where like with Emmett Selk, like when he when his line was like a thousand thousand years. Like you talk about a guy who's probably in his opinion tried everything under the sun. Like that's just how I read him. Yeah. And yeah, having he tried our method. Yeah. And having yeah, having lost love after you know it's like imagine like you know like we only get one, but it's like oh every you know thousand like every hundred years I have to say goodbye to one of these people that I love. I can, and then all of a sudden being told or having the idea that you can fix it and then all of a sudden you're not a genocidal maniac
2: Mm-mm.
0: at all like you like guys like when i fix all of this all this horrible stuff will be undone maybe you'll even be alive i don't know like but it's that like i can solve this problem but it's going to become at a great cost and maybe i'm the hero of the story and therefore the only person who can deliver on this promise because for some reason i among two other people um are unsundered you know and then the, the true villain in the case is heidelin but we'll see
1: I, I do think in Shadowbringers and the patch that we've had so far they do a really good job of making you really think like there really isn't that much difference between what we're doing and what Emmett selk is trying to achieve we've both done a lot of really bad shit in our lives yeah. like we've I mean, we've killed a lot of beastmen. Like,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well, and it's because. And then you think I mean, the about it, that we
1: call them beastmen.
0: Well, right. And then the empire right. empire of is yeah. I, the, thinks cultures, of us as that.
4: Yeah, ignorant savages. Beastmen have cultures, religions, animals. languages. Why? Why are they deemed so much less than us that it is just not even worth calling them a whole race? Inviting them like into the, the reflection
3: fold. Reflection on society, though, with that. Yeah, I, I actually do. But and I also think that we are essentially beast men, too. Emmett Silk. He said that we're not. We're not whole souls. We're not we're
0: Right. It, 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 he's removed our personhood, and that's something we've seen time and time again throughout human history. So this Shadowbringer story was such a real story.
1: And, and even and his New Year's message, where it was like, "We're going to do whatever is right, regardless of the consequences." Consequence. Like,
0: and that could also be, and that could go, be translated a couple different ways. Like there's right. And then essentially you have to look at it and saying like, yeah, this is the right thing. And the consequence could be self-sacrifice. You know, sec- the hero's journey of,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, like I'm going to make the right call. And ideally I suffer and nobody else has to.
3: That's boring though. Well, not that's, really. That's good guy, good guy. <laughs> I like gray, good guy. I don't want white good guy, black good guy. I want the gray in the middle, like where you you have to sacrifice those you love for the greater good. Like that's a harder decision. It's easier to sacrifice yourself than it is to sacrifice others for a good person. I'll say. So I feel like right if- because
0: then like you go on the chaotic neutral, and mm-hmm. then it's easier to sacrifice others because it's like you know like all right, what are you? Yeah. But there, you have to justify that as as a as, from a psychological perspective, you have to think that you are. Either like ordained for this, you are uh, the only one who can. You know, there's a sense that you have to take on this th- this mantra, otherwise it's impossible because mm-hmm. your psycho your psyche would break at some point right. when you like, oh my god, like I'm the monster, I'm fighting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be see. I was actually kind of hoping that that's what you are though you will become the warrior of darkness. Like that's what I was hoping. Like the story would kind of take the warrior of light with. Like I'm not complaining about Shadowbringers, but we never were a dark warrior yeah
0: that didn't really hit
3: like we're we're still the um, warrior
0: of light we're just bringing about light in regards like it's like what is you know our definition of light here Uh, it turns out it's the same thing that we've always been only you know like it's taken to a certain like it's interesting when you talk about the aspera the astral and the umbral uh, attunements to the elements because they have okay the fire is raging when it's umbral and it's a nice heat when it's astral, you know, it's like both have their properties and things like that. And so we're still, we're still, you know, attuned to a certain side. And that didn't change. Just the impact of that side in mm-hmm. and of itself was, uh, was
4: different. It would be interesting if I don't know that we have the runway for it, right? With only really two patches, as opposed to like the, um, the theory that was being thrown out that this would be kind of the, the they would start to say goodbye to 14, in which case we have many more patches because we don't have to set up for 6.0. So knowing that we're still gonna be getting a 0. .4, 0. .5 that are, are meant to be the next thing, told us we're getting a 6.0, as we thought we were, but just confirmation. But like, it would be interesting if our actions so far were bringing about the end of the first. And so like, because in my mind, that's what really makes us uh-huh. the problem, is if if this whole time we're like, all right, we've done all this good, and then we get to the end, we like, we did so good. And then they're like, oh, we just collapsed another shard like that's like we did that it was fine like i mean could have been better sure but I've, like it was there <laughs> now it's gone
0: if that doesn't then bring about Zodiac and set up that battle you know in that regards uh and essentially i think it's that you know I, I, i'm not going to go to my own personal fan theory on this podcast but as we look at just that if we're able to do that and also same time preserve life where the where the assians thought it impossible with the exception and what makes it really interesting is that if they messed up the 13th shard if they couldn't find a way to fix it they wouldn't have continued on if that was it like well we can't do it without like i'm wondering if there's going to be a way that we can restore the 13th if in all of that that we can figure out a way to do the rejoining without such massive genocide because that like everybody like when i look at it like it, that seems natural right like okay we're all divided we've all like like is like are we okay are we all cool with that because if we were we wouldn't have the empire causing the ruckus on the source like like if we don't we have i think we have to figure out a way we have to conclude that um and i'm wondering maybe if that's something that we do something, and then Heidelin's like, "Great, you've proven yourself now let me let's do this so you can do that." Like maybe Heidelin was never strong enough to defeat Zodiac, so she imprisoned him until somebody could do that um, and, the, and thus end and probably have to end her in that same way.
3: That's From, what I was going to ask, do you think we're going to get rid of Heidelin essentially? And then the other thing, so when I've re- read the uh, the scribbled note. Yeah. On the, uh, I actually thought of the like shadowy Ardbert, and that's who I pictured the resolve to do that, which is right regardless of the consequence, because he is a warrior of light. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he is a version of, and I feel like he's going to go in like i doing what I believe is right because of whatever story yeah. we haven't to yet. That'd
0: be yeah, that'd be an interesting narrative approach to kind of say that kind of as a, speaking to non-us. Mm-hmm. in that regard so be that'll be interesting to see what, what like obviously with uh five two and five three we we do have four ends up with the exception where blue mage got delayed and unless it came in five five it's usually the content <laughs> patch in which that you get the last raid um the last eight man raid so that should be the conclusion of eden that should be sometime around mm-hmm. fan fest do you think we're going to see a new limited job like what do you guys want to see that's one question second follow-up to that is what do you want to see this year? Like all all in, like, doesn't matter about uh what has come. Like what do you guys want when twenty twenty is done? You're gonna look back and be like, that was amazing. Like I'm so happy that happened.
1: Good, Pete. Oh, uh, the Pico,
3: because yeah, I oh, feel like Pete. I've been talking
1: a lot. <laughs> I'd like them to really finish up like the Shadowbringer story in five point three. And that kinda includes the Highland and Zodiac. Yeah we've known them for so long that can we just wrap it up and then I kind of wish that uh, 6.0 is like a final confrontation with Garlemald like let's get that over with 2 I don't want them to just like start repeating stuff like let's just go to another shard like so I'd like to see yeah. a little deviation from what we got in Shadowbringers even yeah. though I really like Shadowbringers I don't want it again
3: I agree. I do hope that they don't make the shards essentially like the sequels. Like that would be kind of
1: now we're going to the
2: eighth.
3: Like, oh, okay, guys, come on, new ideas here. You did such like we want the new ideas. Um, I know this is silly, but I'm still slightly salty. I would really like another healer.
0: (laughs) This year? Like as a limited job.
3: But I'm just saying, like, you're saying dream, like what do I want? That's my dream, which is not going to happen. But that's what I want. What Welcome healer,
4: princess? You've all been granted immediate access to the new healer. <laughs> what healer? Like uh... I
3: actually really wanted dancer to be a healer. Oh yeah, I, really I thought that
0: would be fun, like an interesting twist.
3: Yeah, I really enjoy dancer. Um, I just I don't feel as useful, like the support it brings doesn't feel as useful as I wish it did. Yeah. So I would love to see the support classes bring more support um in general just the way that kind of works
1: something more realistic i would like them to do in 2020 is to stop adding new forms of pvp and just focus on making <laughs> on what they have good
0: oh uh, a thousand percent agree and like
1: you don't need to add a new form all you have to do is add a new mount for people to get to get people to do it again You're right and just so, focus on
0: well it's like so we got they're like hey rival wings great hey frontline yeah. but each frontline's also different okay Hey, Feast, different things. Feast has seasons. <laughs> like, let's take... And, and for the majority of Final Fantasy, you know, 14 players, they're, you know, I would say they're aspected to PvE. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Nothing wrong. PvP ends up being a really great filler. Filler! <laughs> um, in PvE content. So for people who are like, well, I guess I'm going to take a break until the next patch. Like, yeah. Like, imagine if that the PvP was so, like, at least being able to kind of take some of that those players off and into the content so what do we do well i have an idea let's just divide them up even further like we've got a small population yeah. we're going to segment them and then we're going to divide up the content and then we're going to have them have to make their own link shells and uh and companies <laughs> and and discords so that they
1: actually like can figure out how to play together uh, it's like and then we're not going to let them talk when they get into it yeah right.
0: like, no communication um and so, yeah, like I love PvP and for the longest time I have another, like Destiny 2 has been my PvP game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do I feel like tonight? Do I feel like, uh, oh, I've already beat all the bosses in 14. I guess I'm going to go play Destiny. Like, as opposed to like when you look at, and here's our, here's the one thing we did and I'm curious because, uh, you like PvP, but you don't like it in 14. We started running our own custom matches with one rule, no healers. And it was amazing because the feast is based off of the best healer. Like ni- like I would say 90% of the time, yeah. whoever has the better healer is the winner. And so yeah. it was like, well, we could keep trading healers and we're just, you win. Okay. Then we win. It's like, this isn't fun. Nobody heals. And then it's like, you died and you died Oh no! And it was, it, and the and, the, and the strategy was so awesome because it shifted. Oh, guys,
4: like, you know, well, and we screwed with it further. Yeah, so we said you weren't allowed to play the same class two matches in a row. Oh, And so because everybody has two jobs north of 30. Mm-hmm. And so you forcing people to switch off of their main and then forcing them to say, OK, I know Brian's playing on a class that he's not as comfortable with. So I should play on a class I am comfortable with because otherwise we're going to get screwed because we're both running something <laughs> we're not used to and then that way i'm saving my better you know like he's saving his better class for when i switch off like it was it just it triggered all this other strategy that like if you had like a best of five format it's like and everybody had to play all these different jobs <laughs> the um
0: the, the, the realization like when we're playing around with that that i really enjoyed beyond that though is that if pvp is going to have its own system anyway like why not just go ahead and make it different um, you know, and then like we always kind of said, even back in, in, uh, in stormblood, we're like, just tell me what you need. Like, I just want to go play PVP. Do you need a healer? Do you need a tank? Do you need a range DPS? Do you need a melee DPS that level of also precision in matchmaking when you're just trying to play? Like when I have to go and it's fine if it's like, okay, it's going to be a minute between matches, not a problem but it's not a minute between matches it's like 30 minutes and that's where eureka frustrated me and, and like stormblood i think was not my favorite expansion but i was like okay i'm doing eureka you know it'd be cool while well, i'm soloing in eureka if i could be in queue for pvp because like all right like i'm just out here just killing things like until i can get a group and oh man like it's just like oh but that's instance content
1: uh, yeah, it. I really wish there was more uninstanced content in 14 so I can queue for some stuff and have something to do other than sit at the gold saucer and play like mini the games. Like old
3: school relic grind. Oh, like, yeah. I, I actually miss do I miss, that's a big thing, I miss meeting people randomly farming for Atmos and being like, hey, I like your glamour. Hey, I like yours. Let's well, that's the this.
0: MMO that we don't have anymore. Like it's like right. like it's But Eureka was also kind of MMO in the sense because more people were communicating. Yeah. You know, but so, it
3: wasn't your world; it was instance.
0: Right. Well, and then I literally was like, I was so frustrated because I'm sitting here flying around, like I'm out in the world in in you know in in uh, Stormblood, just and I'm not I am like I was like I don't remember the last time I saw another player,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I was like this these worlds are these zones are so beautiful, what's going on with them? And then but I'm like, alone
3: like, in a massive. You played eleven, right,
0: Avi? You played eleven, right? What? You played eleven? Yeah. I was like, I would love just to have, like, the conquest system. Like, just let us passively doing Pv... Like, people always think PvP is, like, me having to kill you before you kill me. PvP could be just, like, we're in this zone. Yep. I killed more monsters than you this week. You know? Like, I got more... And
3: ESO does one where you have to, they'll like give you missions in PvP. And so, like, my favorite, because that game terrifies me for PvP, <laughs> is I go out and I sneak and I go and I spy on a place and I get credit for gathering intel. Nice. And then I come back and I'm PvPing, but in my own little, like, wimpy way. <laughs> like yeah. It's just nice to have options in the same zone, in the same area.
0: Chris, what do you want for 2020 and 14? Because you put out your uh, Final Fantasy 14, Is a Worth It in 2020 video. And uh, and that's like, I, you know, it was really one of your best videos that you've uh, I, th- I think you've made uh, in the last couple of weeks. I was just like, good job. But uh, like, you know, you talk about like, is it going to be worth it this year? What do you want, though? Like, because I think I would direct people to see that video. But what yeah, do you want?
4: I, I think um, I think that Shadowbringers is shaping up to be one of the better expansions I'll play in my whole life. I've said it a million times, but some small part of me is like, but what if they could screw it up? So like, I I would like to kind of see a little bit of the roadmap just to know it's gonna like, it's gonna land smoothly. And it's not just gonna be like, it was amazing. And then out of left field, like it just totally took this weird turn. And so I would like to know kind of where that's at. Um, And then the rest is systems things. So like, I feel that gutting and I feel that crafting gathering got gutted. Um, And I feel that they did it to give access to people that always felt it was too much to get into and to get them in. And I don't know why they had to do it to the whole grind. I don't know why they couldn't just, like, gut the 1 to 50 grind because that's old content. I don't know why they had to make the current and stuff so You could have so gutted to 1 to 70. But,
0: like, all right.
4: yeah, if you want to get people into Shadowbringers content, what does that have to do with tearing up the Shadowbringers content? Like, just tear up everything whole. Um, and, and, and there was some quality of life in there. But I, P said over and over, like, this is just the first step to a total rework of these systems. So we're going to be adding back a new version of expert crafting and new and so like but my concern with those things is are they going to be challenging and fun because they're tied to Ishgard and if so what happens when we're done with Ishgard? What happens when we're in 6.0 and there is no Ishgard to rebuild? Do those systems just flounder without a city to rebuild? And so like I have a lot of concerns for that so I would like to see them put those systems in a place where they're healthy enough to stand on their own without a big piece of content to support them. Uh, and then other than that, everything is centered on the 5.3 uh, ARR squish. That's that's something that I really want to be done in a way. The hardest part of getting people to this game right now is asking them to play through 180 or 200 hours of ARR and then another 200 hours of Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers to get to current cap. Mm -hmm. You've got 400 hours and the first half of it is content that while I enjoyed the crap out of ARR then, and I ran it to the point where I was afraid my PS3 was going to die. It's not as good as Shadowbringers. And so when I tell people to get into Shadowbringers, they have to go back and play this stuff that was fun for you and it was current. Meanwhile, I'm over here in groups that are picking which raids we queue for. So they're getting stuck in queues waiting to clear things that they can't clear to run story in these zones that have no one in them. And so like, 5.3 is timed roughly around the launch of Shadowlands for World of Warcraft and they are doing a complete rework of the leveling system to drop everybody from 120 to 60 and change it so that new players for the first time ever are A, taught how to play and B, actually have a cohesive and decent leveling experience that is doable in a reasonable amount of time and they're designing it in a way where it will be scalable from expansion to expansion. So when they fix it this time, assuming they get it right, it should carry on into however long they choose to run WoW. And I hope that 5.3 does that for 14. Because when this becomes a 600 hour grind or an 800 hour grind or a 2000 hour grind, and somebody decides to stop playing because they shift to another game or they shift to, I mean, we just get older, right? I, I got, Brian has 12 kids. He doesn't have time to play this game anymore. Like, Oh, by the way, my when kids would be happened. totally farming
0: for me. Like I, a lot of people, are like, oh, the <laughs> no. kids are a lot of work. Like, yeah, like today, um, but there's there's a, there's a lo- I'm playing the long game. I'm playing the I'm playing the game that you know, like, all right, well, you you hire you know, I guess your bots. Uh, I'm I make mine. So <laughs> I have a You're, grounded, actually, for, you're yeah. grounded for a hundred million gathering girls.
3: for him. Oh, here go, kill these gigant yeah. toads and get those leathers for me. <laughs> Back in the day, it was amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude, a family um, that slays together so we'll long stays long together.
3: I have a question related when to, because you're talking about the crafting and stuff.
0: Yeah, go ahead, on. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think
3: they're finally going to resurrect and save Diadem? Or do you think this is going to fall flat again?
2: <laughs> well, well this time they're
4: gearing it because, very specifically towards one play style. I think the problem last time was a mismanagement of expectations. So you went in with a group and not everybody was there for the same reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: right? And so that's where the frustration was. So I think as long as it's very clear why you should be there. Um, and they're like, I mean, in Eureka, that was almost its downfall, right? Is that the, like, you should be there to run the train. And if you're not going to be there to run the train, you're you're bad at Eureka. And so like, as long as it's that focusable, um, I think it'll be successful, at least to the degree Eureka was, where while 90% of the population will probably do the new diet um, the first week and then never again, that 10% that does it or whatever percentage actually did eureka week over week over week cherished it there is a whole community that still runs baldezian arsenal today yeah and there's no reason to do it other than that you want to it's glamour only now why is
0: some of the most beautiful zone design locked behind these randomly instanced done you know places? <laughs> and it's literally because of technology issue i hope that the next version of diadem or eureka uses the world visit so we can actually use party finder so we can have our chocoboza we can do these things and at the same time not have to sit here and worry about that people aren't going to do it you know well, it's even like...
3: in eureka how you just said there's there's like one thing they do the hunt train well what if they just like i talked about the pvp option in eso what if there was just like daily quest givers in there and you could go in and do things only in eureka individually like yeah. they just kind of so... like i don't know
2: just
4: to, to wildly speculate here, like let's just look back at the technology that's been added even over the last year, two years, that's been shown off. Um, it, Ishgard Restoration Plan A came out with World Visit. They said, This is what we believe on our numbers is the best call. They realized that Plan A was not working and hot swapped to Plan B.
0: Without mm-hmm. even any they downtime. Have
4: any, no downtime. There was no, we're gonna have to take the game offline. There's no, we're gonna have to screw with player's progress. There was no, we're gonna have to rework it and think about it and we'll get to you in a future live letter. They just, they said, hey, just so you know, we're watching it and we have a plan. And then they said, hey, plan's live. Like, just like that. That is an incredible move forward for a game that has such a hard time fixing old systems. (laughs) Um, B, we have the World Visit system and it works really well. That launch for World Visit was amazing
0: Um, that like the fact that we don't give them more credit is is a shame
4: people's biggest complaint is that they can't get back to their home world but you know what's great about that in the act of going back to your home world you're not oh well it's going to go ahead and let you go there and then it's going to crash your home world it your problem is well i don't like that this game is still running stable it's doing exactly what it's designed to do it's not doing it the way you wanted it to do it but it's running and it's live and it's good and so what if you pair those with, now go back and think about Eureka. The problem with Eureka was it was run on the instance server. And the instance server has core rules that are structural. Instances expire by their very nature. So Eureka instances had to expire by their very nature. And they set the timer as long as they could, but that sucked when you got tossed into a, a yeah. Eureka instance
3: and then, it, and then everybody's like,
4: whoops, see ya, and then it dies that doesn't have to happen anymore. You can say there is a server that is lined, <laughs> there is a server that is that is the, the diadem server. And so when, and all, all world visit is, is you talk to an NPC somewhere in game and it teleports you from that point in space and time to a controlled point in space and time on a different server. Mm-hmm. So now you can toss people into a diadem server that's perpetual. And so you can have daily quests there. You can have you can have as many people as you want from an entire data center there. So you're no longer locking it behind people on a particular server. So you can, yeah.
2: that would be great.
4: I think they are, they have a lot of tools in their belt. I don't know how they'll use them, but like, do I think Diadem can be successful? Yes, I believe there's nothing handcuffing them from making
3: but do you a, think a you good piece of content. Or is it cursed?
4: nothing's nope.
2: cursed
4: <laughs> tried to resuscitate it for the third time now I think. nothing's cursed we just got shadowbringers like how in the world can we say this game is cursed like, shadow... no,
3: the we, game. like... this one instance
4: yeah call it something different don't call it there are
3: haunted you know hotels and stuff no, in the world no.
4: but i like blue mage so like oh okay like, i like i like I, I
3: yeah
1: i think if it I fails this i like limited jobs turn it into an open world pvp zone
0: well well, the thing is like i've long wished that it was just a part of the world like just go there my hope here's my hope for diadem or or whatever for that is that yeah we go talk to an npc fine if that's how like they have to do it great what i would like to see is that diadem eureka 2.0 you just go to the zone and it just matches you and let's say like the zone can only hold 300 people cool it's open world stuff. We're just going to make a new one. You know, Um, they already kind of have that in. Like I I would rather that or going to an NPC and it says, yep, let's, you know, we're going to put you in to a whole new world, you know, and it's like, and it has all the great stuff, but it's, it's separate because we want to make sure the entire data center comes together. So you don't end up finding out like, Oh, your server just doesn't do this content. Like one of the coolest (laughs) things about crystal, the crystal data center. It's so RP focused, Mm -hmm. not a real, real heavy red scene who cares just yeah. know your culture right and so i find that just utterly fascinating
4: um is it cursed is it the, is it the name that's following It's a naming convention do you wish it had its own name to stand on it's totally separate now nah, people still do do it it's
0: just they do it for for gathering i think what would be quote unquote the cursed piece of it is it was experimental content, and this is where it's so funny within the community, and I'm completely guilty of this. You know, it's like we want them to take risks, and then we effing hate them when they do. Like how? Uh, no, we don't hate it
2: when they
1: you. do. We, we hate it if they do, and then they miss. Yeah. Well, what yeah. was the last I want risk? You to, I want what you was, to was the last risk, risk
0: that they took it. and they nailed? That's not job specific. That's not story specific. I what? said
1: that I, we were talking about this on our last podcast. We said, "Okay, we're down to one dungeon. You guys need to start hitting on some of the new types of content that we're getting." And really quickly, I do want to agree with uh, I think it was Zoella in yeah, chat who I said I Zoella. think I think the new fishing content sounds way more interesting than diadem. I'm actually legitimately excited for ocean fishing, like deep sea ocean yeah. fishing boat. Like I just want to see what Oh, oh we're going to be on that boat. We're going to get on that boat, y'all. <laughs> I know y'all. it's just going to be more instant content but with for my, some reason with I'm my Instance for that. if we're together, I think one
0: of the things <laughs> that I drive and I love when I my my greatest memories from 1.0 to today are the moments that I've shared with people where I've made either new friends yeah. or that I've spent like running dungeons with friends. Yeah. And those are those are the things that keep me coming back. Like I want 14 to be more MMO in every aspect and i have to come to terms with i don't know if that's going to be what this game ends up becoming because i honestly hands down believe yoshi p's been hard at work on whatever this next game is and it makes complete sense and that's not to say they're going to shut 14 down (laughs) no No. that's stupid (laughs) but when you look at like the technology when you look at what it's going to take to do it in the game. Every time they do it, it's a love letter to the community. Every time they if they as they start adding hairstyles and more to to Viera, that's them that's that's them proposing to the community. Because it is they're working overtime. The this team at Square Enix is so in love with the community and the game, and they will do whatever they can. I think if if I could have any message for 2020 to the community is don't stop voicing what you want. Mm. Just know that it might take time because the technical debt, like it's not the like, system. Like when I talk about like my love of the, the, the letter at the start of this, like how, it, how it's so important to me, how it resonates with me specifically, both as a content creator, and but of a fan, because that's what made me stick around. That's what made me kept keep podcasting. That's what said, okay, Yoshi P I'm in. They never knew Heaven's Word was going to exist. They had hopes, probably. Mm -hmm. They didn't know Stormblood would be here. They didn't know Shadowbringers would be here. They were trying to save the effing franchise. Yep. And they did. And people were like, oh, 15... Like, you don't understand. 15 was already... Like, that was already going on. From day one, like, wait to see 16. 16 will be the biggest telling on the cultural impact that Yoshi P has had on the entire company of Square Enix. Personally.
3: I think it mirrors, like... Final Fantasy the original it was saving the company that's why it was the Final Fantasy that's why it's
0: called yeah I I I haven't figured out a way I I haven't figured out a way how to make this video but I thought like how awesome would it be if we institute a rule that every for every Final Fantasy that has a number you have to say final that many times so it's Final (laughs) Fantasy it's Final Final Fantasy (laughs) it's Final 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 Fantasy Final Fantasy, Final Final I haven't figured out a way to make that video, to, like just that for that joke,
3: like a, a TikTok kind of thing. So, you know,
0: you know, if like I feel like getting twenty, if I feel like getting twenty you. years younger and getting on TikTok, then by all means.
3: No, no, no! I don't need to do it it's on like, TikTok, but I mean the style of the clip, 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 clip. Like final, 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 game, final, There's something different. Like you've got the game and you're doing it. You got the next game. Right. And yeah. It. Got the, and it clips and it clips and it cuts. I I,
0: I don't know why I just particularly <laughs> found it like ideally funny. Where I was like, okay, yeah. Like Final Fantasy 14. Final, 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 final. final you know. And, and, and my, my, my my I know that somebody be like, oh, it's the it's an old joke that it's the Final Fantasy. It's like, no, no. It's just I think it sounds funny. It
3: does. <laughs> I like and then if you did it ten times, then you did it ten times. You go two.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly you got it you you're exactly yeah so i haven't found a way to make the script funny and that's fine but i was just like ah, oh, you know um i bring the, i like it here where I, I like talk about all the videos that i've like got on my whiteboard of like things to make that i haven't figured out how to make um so i don't i you know back on topic though i don't know if Diadem's cursed uh, people still <laughs> did it you know um it breaks my heart in a way, like when you talk about the airships, when you talk about the submarine, like there's all these systems that were kind of like hopeful
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, what, like, yeah, people are going to make, they're going to miss. And the concern is they, they're not going to take risks because of the failure 1.0. But mm-hmm. I personally am of the belief that like final fantasy 14, it's going to be that great final fantasy game. And if they can keep knocking the story out, if they can keep improving the game, great, I'm going to play it. I'm excited about it. I think Yoshi P beyond anybody else deserves the opportunity to make his game. You know, I agree. I think he deserves the opportunity to make his game, not try to save this game, not fit this all. Like what is does Yoshi P want to make. And when he's, when he's showing off that, that screen, like the art for his 2016 project, I go, I'm in baby. Like you, you're making it. I hope it's successful. Um, and I, I think that's where I think that's why it's even more important today to voice our feedback, because if they can't do it right away, they can at least start to understand what five years and 10 years into whatever this next like project they're working on might look like it if it if it, if it isn't backed in MMO.
3: And they listen to us. I mean, just oh, yeah, with hands the, down. the loss of the butts, the two B butts, you know, people <laughs> complain like you took our butts away finally got butts and you took our butts oh. away and then right away they fixed it they're like okay well undo the thing that you didn't like and and here's the butt back
0: the butts in 1.0 were so good
3: <laughs> oh i'm jealous I, I hate all the flat butts in this game you
0: know and then you think about it like that was a promise to make to to get the system of ps3 and they're like oh we'll just get rid of those assets it's like okay like do you not
3: those assets
0: <laughs> yeah exactly but it's like the the pipeline for the graphics to go and do a lot of the work it's like from a, like and that's where business sucks because it's like the art of it should I think they should do it, the business justification. It's like okay, well, or or we could make this brand new game and make the make the best asses you've ever yes. seen in, in digital I mean,
3: you, look you in know? The butt so much more than the front <laughs> you're
0: you're, you're you're a butt girl right like let me let's just yeah. like let's uh I'd, like, rather
3: have, I'd rather have little tiny boobs and a really big booty like that was I, when i made my first i keep going to eso i'm sorry it's the other game i play you're good i was like i get a booty <laughs> like, <laughs> she had the biggest booty ever just because i could and i was like overcompensating for the final fantasy 14 but <laughs> and i just I, I i like that yeah i like i would like that option actually Even with the characters to um if you don't just make the butts bigger give us the opportunity to make more uh representation in body types like i would love and that would totally redo the way the character creation yeah. is done and i get that but i do think As that a
4: glamour junkie just know you would lose all kinds of things yeah. rolling something like that out i think you'll have to wait if for you do here has fitting yeah. issues now yeah. Start changing the shape of every single character to a unique combination. I know it's of not going to waist, thigh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, not,
0: I think I, I the wish- best. <laughs> I think to help build a better and healthier community, and and somebody called me a defeatist, which was fun. I was like, I'm I'm not like I'm the guy who's literally been talking about this for years, and everybody's like, you're just and hating on the game. I'm like, I'm just trying to educate people so that they can hopefully set the right expectation for right. what this is and for what it can be and what it you know might be you know i'm not gonna say it mm-hmm. won't be but it's like you know like you just you have to kind of lane certain things and uh, zoe was saying about pso2 yeah hands down like that game's a freaking credible so it's like uh that's what i've been playing so you have been playing ESO. for me it's like four i've been bouncing between 14 and pso2 Mwah. that's so freaking good <laughs> um but i'm like
3: why we didn't get the viera feet and I get it, right, because of the
0: gear. Well, and it's so you like when you think about it, like, the, and I, I've spoken to this, and it's like, a, like I beat that drum, like I do this, I do this for a living. I make these systems come to life, mm-hmm. and when somebody comes in, not just at the eleventh hour, somebody's like, this system's been running and stable. I want you to go into its foundation, and I want you to make a change. The thing that goes, like, the thing that it does, my heart goes into the, my throat, because it's like. Cause they think like, and it's always, and it's, it's always, this is how as a developer feedback is approached to me. Hey, I really, Oh God, can you do this thing? I know it's going to be difficult. That is the literal easiest thing to do. Like the thing that people are like, I bet that's so difficult. Can you, Oh no, we actually designed the, the application for that, you know? Yeah. And so we can do that. How long, how long is it going to take? It's actually already done by you asking me, I went and just boom, you're done because we're good. Hey I know this is really easy. can you do this? well unfortunately, I have to go into the plumbing of this whole system. We have to test that plumbing because because I work in healthcare and logistics I have to get certain make sure that it's certifiably secure uh-huh. and then then I can roll it out to you you know when you think of 14 like oh that'd be easy Well we do have your credit card information we actually messed <laughs> up and now everybody on the internet has it like there are things that a business has to yeah. take into account. That they have to test, and we want them to. We you're gonna want you don't want your money just out there on the internet like you yeah. know like your your oh a subscription fees small like I've seen these companies that aren't fourteen that aren't Square Enix that bill people like some guy got charged two thousand dollars from the com- like the company because of like the, an error in their system. No yeah. no no no. We want them to take their time and get it right, and we want it fa- like and we want it faster yeah. and things like that. So. I want to, I want to, like, I know we're over time and I'm loving this conversation and I want to take a moment to talk about what I want in 2020. Okay. Um, I'm torn between Beastmaster and Puppetmaster. I love limited system, but I want more reasons to do things in the open world. If you could give me, if I could sit here and say, Yoshi P, this is the one, like, this is the oh. gift you give Brian in 2020, it would be glamour levels. And I'm calling them glamour levels. Because once I hate when XP is worthless. I hate when I get a challenge log complete and I'm on a level cap character and I'm like, fudge. Uh Uh, You know, it's like it just it hurts me to the core. And when so I say par I say uh, glamour levels because in my mind, like when you talk about paragon, you talk about merits uh, points from 11. Like I don't like the the raid community would lose their mind if you had to go and like grind out XP just to be raid ready. You know. No, no, they're not going to want that, and I don't think the game makes sense to that. That would be such a a shift in the culture and the mindset of what 14 is. So, uh, but do I want that? Absolutely. Like, I would love to see like merit points make their way in. But I'm trying to think within context of um, not asking for too much. But if I could still get XP on my job and like just like, hey, I'm 81. I mean, or now I'm plus one, plus two, and just so that like as I play that job like it like yeah i've gotten that xp and it's cool and every time i level up like here's a little present brian you know here's a little gift of like some tomes and some maybe some glam like it doesn't have to be anything set or you could tie some achievements behind it if you really wanted to and then all of a sudden as a, like tank, a box
4: of loot
2: oh,
0: oh, oh yeah well it's a, bo- a loot box is literally just a treasure chest um and then <laughs> the, 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 the achievements
3: yeah. in uh Gridania. we used to, we don't get those really anymore
0: right. that would be
3: something they could tie you just go talk to What's what's his face over yeah, yeah.
0: there? the the master of knowledge or scrolls or whatever he's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the keeper of rules. The um, no, I love and I would love that because like one of the things that we've done with the channel is people keep asking for controller guides and like you know okay I level, and I think they wish they I could do that faster and I I wish I could do that faster. Um, my wife wishes I could do it slower. <laughs> uh, you know, she's like, no, like, but at the same time, you know, she's like, yeah, like she'll, she gives me the opportunity to, do it. she used to play with me. So she always like would be, make me make sure I had her controller guide out first. <laughs> she's like,
3: good man. That's hands how down, works.
0: Hands down. Well, she's hopefully going to be coming back. We, our PS4 died. Uh, mm-hmm. Games coming out for Xbox this year. Like literally, like if you asked me prior to that knowledge, like Xbox, it was always my answer every year. Can we get this on the FNF by Xbox? I don't care like I don't care about your stupid console wars. I like all consoles.
1: Do you um, think it will be coming this year? It is coming this year. Did they uh, I didn't hear that? I, kn- uh, I know. They should, that like they, they don't sure. have
0: a date. I my thought is that that's I the announcement of D three. Well yeah, yeah I don't I, think, Chris thinks it's Scarlet and that's fine. I think I it's it'll
1: Scarlet. Be until the new console, so maybe really, really late twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, I still think that's a perfect thing to be like, and E3, and because Scarlet is forwards and backwards compatible, so it's like, all right, but I mean, I could be wrong. Like, I I don't have inside knowledge. What I, well, actually, what I do know is it's been running on the Xbox for the last eight months. So let's just make it happen, people. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> like, think
1: at the next Fan Fest, if they announced like there when it's coming to the Xbox, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, like announce the expansion and that in is in North America, to Xbox the where time. Xbox
0: is really the only place that yeah. people have Xboxes. Yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> I'd also like to see it on Stadia. Like, I, I personally would like that. I, I love the speed of that system, and it doesn't work for Chris, but it works for me. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's going to be interesting technology. It's a
4: complete recode.
0: Oh yeah, it's on like, Linux. Stadia is based. Yeah,
4: the Stadia is a it's its own custom thing. That's what allows it to do the things it does. But it's a rewrite of a game.
0: Yeah. So, but my 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 pie in the Sky, my thing that I wish for for more than anything else is that. Uh, if I'm like I'm a level 80 dark knight, I would totally run leveling roulettes on dark knight every day. If it was some stupid glamour level thing, like I, it's just this weird thing. Like whenever XP becomes war, like whenever XP has value, I get a lot of value out of the game. I love the currency XP. I don't know why. I'm weird. But, um, <laughs> but you
3: run it once and you get it, but there's no reason to run well, it again. Well, why?
0: Like, and then people are like, oh, you get tomes like five. Like f that. That's-
3: not really well but it, it's worth it if you're leveling a character but not on your max level
0: oh right and then it's like okay and especially and the problem is is that the five actually i used to run it for five because i didn't actually level all the jobs because i only leveled uh tanks healers and casters like literally it's all i did oh, like, and that um, all? that's all i'm a tank healer caster
3: that's all
0: i love them like and <laughs> then uh with the channel people are like do melee and i'm like okay like i'll you know so i i weave that in now and those t- there's longer gaps whenever I'm doing melee. Cause like, I just, it's just not who I am as a gamer and that's okay. But I'm, for some reason I'm able to put an interesting perspective on it and people find it helpful. And my, like, like when people ask us what work to game is, I'm, we're an education channel. Like, it's like, I want you to enjoy your time with the game and I want, I don't want you to do exactly everything I do. I want to hopefully show you things that are possible and whether you do what I do or you take it and you run with it, that makes me happy. I want everybody to experience 14 because I think that they deserve it. I don't want every everybody doesn't have to love the game the way I love the game, but I want them to at least try it. And so we're always trying to push that free trial and we have some fun stats. Like we've brought in um this year I think 5000 people lot. to the game.
2: Wow, that's yeah. so cool.
0: You know, so it's like cool. Um, I don't know. We don't know if they stick around or stay, but it's like, that's like my goal. Like my goal. And that's just from
4: our, and that's just from our link.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: Right. So
3: that's awesome. You guys, you should be proud of that, by the way. Yeah.
0: Like that's the thing. It's like, I love this game. I love this community. And, uh, and so from a practical, practical side of this, like when I look at it, when I, when I, like, Avi, I think you and I are in the same boat. Like I'm leveling these additional jobs for the community.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That's what puts me and makes me play.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm playing this game for the story. Yeah. Right now. Like I'm the exact I've, same way. You know, it's like I've done my tanks, I've done my healers. Uh, like, I haven't done all the tanks because Chris has half of them. We did a draft. um <laughs> But it's like I love my paladin. I love my dark knight. I, I hate my summoner. I used to be summoner <laughs> all the way.
3: Summoner. Oh, heaven's well, word, summoner.
0: And was. 6.0, like, if you're asking me what I want for 6.0, I want a healer, uh. I want a caster. And mm-hmm. I want to rework a summoner. I want- oh my
3: God. I Heaven's Word Summoner was my favorite job in the mm. entire game. Like, that took me, that's the only job that fully took me away from healing. I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about it. And I just, I did.
0: And now I don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, pets don't seem bad. It, 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 and it's with the fact that, like, my critique of summoner is, since my pets don't matter. I mean, they do. Like, you can, like, oh, wait, we're going to get a hit. Like, I want, like, we're struggling in defense. I might as well do Titan. Yeah. It's a DPS loss, but it's a bigger DPS loss if people are dead. Huh? You know, so it's like, you know, okay, like, I'm a team player. I don't care about, I never cared about my personal DPS. I care about my team DPS. Hands down. Same thing in Oh, G- no, I was
3: selfish with my summoner. <laughs> I was like, boom. Well, that's why
0: that's why I win more PvP matches than I think anybody else. Like, when yeah. you look at, like, my, my KDA, not as great. Mm-hmm. My accuracy could definitely be better. Um I'm working on that. My win percentage is pretty high. And it mm-hmm. is high because I'll throw like I'll pair myself up with somebody who's more accurate than I am
3: yeah.
0: and I'll take the hits. Mm-hmm. So that way we win. You that know, it, it's like like that's how I view team team games. Like it's like, well, if I now if I'm on fire, like I hope that somebody takes the hits for me because then I, you know, it's like Yeah, it's just the whole thing so like when i look at dps i look at team dps i don't care about my i look at assists like if i was running a team like a professional team Mm -hmm. and if if, if, like in a like let's say a 4v4 like halo 50 you know point match if i don't see like assist 10 plus like i would be that would be like you got to go run a lap that that would be my coaching style like you better all be hitting the targets You know, everybody should be PvP
3: as much as you do. I actually (laughs) did a lot of like raiding and stuff when I did Summoner. Yeah. And what I also loved about it is that you had that res ability. And I think that if they gave something like that to Black Mage, because Black Mage is the most selfish class in the game, (laughs) um, or left Black Mage with the ability to be a mana battery, and they're the only class job that got to keep that because that's what they are. Yeah, they need to offer some sort of support element to the party. Uh, I don't like black mage because one, it's it's. I'm a caster. I'm a caster. Caster and I casters are the
0: best. Anybody caster. who thinks that casters suck, whatever. You guys are you know your um, leaves, your green leaves. That's what that's what that's do you nice. call them earlier? Like us, uh, like uh, your your event that you run with your friend.
3: Oh, the green leaves.
0: The, <laughs> the green leaves. <laughs> yeah, A bunch of green leaves out there. Casters caster. I love casters.
3: I do too. I I and I'm a I'm a scholar. Is my healer. Oh, choice yeah.
0: so i actually I'm, really I'm... Have enjoyed scholar like i wish we had bane not as much as maybe all the other scholars i honestly i would have taken shadow flare
3: i love art of war art oh, yeah. of war is so fun it's like hit the ground hit the ground <laughs> i just i love i love that i actually don't miss bane because of that i'm really glad that the community complained about the loss of um energy drain
2: yeah because that, that changed that. the way
3: the class played so um that and like the butts like like we're saying like they listen to us they they understand oh, yeah. Like it's, it's if huge. you're gonna
0: say like why why you should play Final Fantasy 14 it's like the commut the, the devs listen it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're gonna get the the answer you want but they're not right. going to write you off they're going to like take that parents. feedback yeah and they're gonna take that feedback and that's actually kind of the thing because sometimes the answer is no and it's for a reason because like what you're asking for you're gonna hate the result mm-hmm. it's like my kids want candy all the time literally the only reason like you know they get out of bed um you know it's like candy i have an opportunity for candy if I fed them candy all the time, I'm a bad parent. They'd be sick. <laughs> they would be sick, and they would want, and they, you know, what they want, candy. <laughs> you know, and it's that, and, it, and I'm not sitting here saying that you what know, gamers don't know what they want, but it's that sometimes, like you, like when you, you have to look six months, nine months, two years down the road. Like, okay, great, I can, I can feed you all that, but in, in two years, like, what, what's going on? Like, what's happening? um you know so it's, it's really interesting ultimately we'll have to see they like it's also hard to listen to millions of, of, of players so like i think they are able to quantify the data and the emotion behind it i always as a developer myself i listen to what the root request is mm. you might we might be saying
3: as a we developer go ahead. sorry go ahead and this is a pete issue why don't we have a beta server
1: test so, server right test server. um just keep the story off of there like, like when you're adding a new pvp yeah, throw it up there jobs. like I hate that we have so many minor pvp can't, events because they just can't get pvp but what
4: back. else goes on there so like you can't put the trial fight on there because you can't have I mean, you it, can't have the abilities you can't have the I know the, the, command, I know the, the answer
0: from my perspective especially talking with the OGP I don't have an official statement but I can give you an answer go ahead wasn't designed for it, and design yeah. at the root of this thing is 100. Uh. I mean, like I can't just go like okay, like if I don't design my applications to have a test environment, would you ever in,
3: do that though?
0: Uh, what well, w- was was 3.0 ever going to happen? Like I don't know, but we were trying, I they knew. were trying to save a franchise. Like they don't like that's like when you start to look at the backlog, you gonna ha- like and the fact that they pulled this around in two years, mm-hmm. from 1.0 to 2.0 while keeping 1.0 relevant while running a minimal budget because they've already burned so much money. Square Enix was going under. Like, they, yeah. they permanently damaged Final Fantasy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yoshi P pulled off the miracle of the decade. Like, whether he can do it again, whether his next project is a successor or not, we don't know if he's got that skill. But we do know he's got the skill to do what he did. And when he cried at, at the thing, you know nobody else worked as fucking hard as this guy did. You know, and it's like I have so much respect. I'm rooting for him completely, hands down. End of the day, like the we can sit here and be like, "Oh, it'd be great if one team would do this." Yoshi P would say the same thing, mm. but you have to like like to do what he did from a technological and a deliverable perspective. It should be studied in universities to
4: figure out how the hell they did it. Wow! I hands down. Well, like, if you look at healthier games. Like, like if you look at a technical cycle, right? Like a healthier game that has all the features you guys have asked for tonight in some form or fashion is World of Warcraft.
2: Mm. It
4: has a test environment. It has a better PVP mode. It has the ability to toss people to servers seamlessly with their sharding system. It has It has a ton of these systems. That's not to say it doesn't have its own separate set of problems, but a lot of the problems in 14, the things we wish were different, those things are technologically superior in WoW and then they just have a different set of problems instead but they also right. have like and, a budget like
0: what that's like 25 times that of 14. you should be as many it, times said massive. I wish I had that budget because it's then he massive. could then he could bring that kind of level and then the question is, is why does well then the question is is why doesn't he have that budget you know and the reason would be it's like million players yeah well I, it's not just the wow, player it's base it's because so when you bigger. look at 14 running across multiple environments You got to also look at the hands down future of what's happening. I think that when you look at the engine, when you look at the things, when you look at the multiple games that Square Enix is now developing on Unreal Engine, and people are like, well, why didn't they just start on Unreal? Well, actually, it was an issue that there was no translation really for Unreal, like Unreal uh, Japanese development uh, and their adoption of the Unreal Engine has namely been because they didn't have the ability to do that. But now you've been seeing that, and there's been really great success when you talk about Octopath Traveler, when you talk about Bravery Default, when you talk about... Uh, like i was near in unreal like i I don't remember but i'm saying like uh there's been many many games and more and more games that they've been building on unreal have been really critically like received and we're going to see that i think and i'm the question is is that will the next final fantasy game actually be built in unreal or in some in-house engine in which the square enix themselves says you know it has its own struggles and it like and not and, and in training you know so like uh look at uh uh, like EA and they have, um, you know, their, their dice, their, their frostbite. Well, one of the problems with that is that most of the industry is trained up on, uh, on, uh, unreal. So when you go into that environment, it ends up being a big learning curve. So somebody like a developer, if I hire you and I've hired some people, uh, recently, um, to work in development and I'm not going to share their names, but you all know who they are. Um, and so we have to train you the best. If I hired the most genius person engineer, it's still, it's it's still 90 days. It's still three months at a minimum before they have any value to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, now you take this onto custom, but all of a sudden you start shifting to unreal and you hire this guy and he's like, I've been working on unreal with this other company. They're, they're hitting the road much faster. And so we're going to see that happening over the next decade as well. anyway
1: and i had a question for you not necessarily 2020 but this is like
0: four claws in i'm like really honest
1: we hit on something that i had a couple ideas about you mentioned you were still playing this mainly because of the story oh i love the story so i was wondering how important is like all of the new zones to an expansion for you
0: um I I wish that there was more, like with Shadowbringers and the fact that we get currency from Fates and then you level up the Fates more. I was thinking
1: just the quantity. Like if they cut the new zones in half, but say we brought the story back to the source and we're going into Garlamald. But what if they gave us like half the new zones and then they revamped the original? We have a lot more quests because I feel like we get a new expansion Mm -hmm. and then we hardly ever revisit the old zones. I would love that. Let's l- re- let's reuse some of these assets let's put some new stories let's have new stories with uh nanimo again like let's- i would love that actually
0: I, I would like if we got three new zones and now they said all of these old, older zones we've made bigger you can s- actually swim and we yeah. and we've gotten these hidden things that now like you want to go through storm blood so you can actually learn how to dive under the water like i'd be cool with that uh, i've always thought like how cool would it be that if like in an old zone that there was an area that you could only get to by flying. And that's why we technically haven't gone to that spot yet. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty cool. Um, The question though is, how did that come to be? And my hope, and that's why, (laughs) and that's why I'm a secret assian. I'm rooting for the freaking, you know, like calamity so that they could kind of be a reason to say, and now you have this. And now the main cities are no longer divided. When you look at Kagane and you look at the Crystal Tower, and he, heck, you even look at Ulmore, Ulmo has its areas. But, you know, it's like, oh, man, they're, everybody's there. You know, I want to see people. Um, and if they were able to sit here and, like, <laughs> I, I I look at more the trust system. I look at more, like, I wish at a core base of the game, when you look at it, like, just, we'll say, trusts. I wish they were open world. I wish monsters in the open world could kill you. And thus you like, well, like the solution to not having friends or people to, or like, you don't want to wait in town because you're afraid to go outside would be trusts. That would be the removal of downtime. But then you're like, well, let me just go ahead and actually team up with my friends. I think that overall builds a better community. I think when you look at MMOs over the last decade, um, they've made mistakes. Like, I think that like you look at 14 and people bemoan BFA and this is be my most controversial statement. People say that I hate it. Like, 14's on the same trajectory. It's following the same plan that BFA followed. And eventually, people are going to be upset about it. Shadowlands is actually probably the most intriguing expansion this year on the heels of Classic. People want to play MMOs together. Mm-hmm. People want... And then we kept asking for them to make that easier. And then all of a sudden, we wake up and we're like, why am I playing a single-player game in, a, in, a, in an online world? Yep. Why do I feel disconnected from this and that? You know, anyway.
3: <laughs> well, and the way you... I think
1: they wanted to cater to everyone—that's basically what it yes. did. They wanted to be able to cater to people who do want to play through as a single JRPG, right. basically. But
0: like we said at the top of the show, AI and trust can solve that problem for that individual and not punish the rest of the
4: community for it. Yeah,
0: you know, it's looking
4: like looking as wow as the. Harbinger like that. So that's, that's what that was the point I was getting to okay, yeah. earlier was that you, you When you look at somebody who has more resources and has had more players for more years Yes, Shadowbringers had its its moment right before classic where it may have been bigger than WoW But when you look at over the last decade WoW has had an immense amount of resources thrown at it And and it's just allowed them to take bigger risks and have more dev resources And you look at even then they went to go make classic. It wasn't easy People are like, oh, well, there was already a private server running. Yeah, but a private server, if there was an exploit, it wasn't a problem. They didn't have your credit card information. They didn't have to worry about hacks. They didn't have to worry about dupes because if those things existed, it didn't matter. But now that it's going to be released under the Battle.net launcher, like that stuff all has to be fixed. It's not that simple. And they didn't save the old code because who writes a game and goes, you know, in 15 years, people are going to want to play through this content again. Like, who does that? So they yeah. didn't have yeah, a lot you know. of it. <laughs> and, and and We all so, know like, now that a fact, yeah and and people and so talking about the trajectory like using them as that thing you do see a lot of those those same hallmarks in 14 you do see wouldn't it be cool if we went back and added flying to old zones and replayed through those stories and we could have a nice big cataclysmic event to trigger flying in old zones and mess with old cities wow did that like all of these things there there is a there is a road to where they go and some of them end in good places and some of them don't and like the the dungeon finder system the party finder system whatever in every game allowing you to make players anonymous allowing you to make it to where like if i don't like the way you play i can just kick you from my group and find somebody else is ultimately what makes it well, and well. then
0: with 14 a number of the people who comment and and bring up concerns and say it's easier for them just to kick or to abandon and then kick than to actually like say, Hey, you might want to do this because they could get flagged and reported as harassment. Now, and so that's essentially the strategy that a lot of people have, at least that in our comment section I is think saying. That's a that's bit a overblown. Too, a I'm just too telling too. you what I am hearing. No, but I don't
3: that's a that's a lazy me too approach. I can't talk to women now because I'm afraid I'm going to get called out for being sexual sexually harassing them. You, there's a way to approach people and not be condescending and not be mean about it.
0: I I hundred percent agree. I'm going to tell you though, the first job I ever had basically summarized sexual harassment as to never talk to women, like it was like. Don't compliment them, don't say anything to them. If you see them, go into the another room. Like you know, it it's like Mike Pence approach. Well, Mike Pence approach or not, like that's literally the fear that companies it's have terrible. from this. And the like as a company owner, the insurance risk, like all it is is numbers and math to some people. It's not about humans, and that's like a whole other topic. And this is our longest running podcast episode ever. Episode 50. Yeah, like we're gonna we're
1: gonna fix sexual harassment in the next episode <laughs> not necessarily for those reasons but i hate people like abandoning just because they don't want to teach a new person a am like i 100 agree 100 the most annoying thing for as me. an
0: educator it drives me that like that breaks my heart because i i have always like i have to I, my thought is like maybe like figure out like because like I have a friend and he told me this like in confidence. I'm not going to say his name or whatever, but he said he was frustrated with his wife and he said, I've told her 50 times X and she still does it. I go, you're telling her wrong change how you're speaking to her. And because she's not received, like you're telling me you've told her 50 times, like she's not hearing you. It's there's a translation error. I don't know. Change how you approach the situation and it might work better for you, and you both will be happier. Like, stop, like, you know, I did the same thing 50 times. It didn't work.
3: Isn't that a sign of insanity?
0: Yeah. Like, ex- doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And
1: Just say it louder. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> well, and, and it's slower. like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: louder
1: and slower.
0: Well, like, if anybody, like, from a relationship thing, like, we're all married here on this podcast. One of the things I've learned through marriage is that despite speaking English, we don't speak the same language. Very true. And I always view it from a a coding perspective. I go, we need a better interface. Like, we (laughs) need a better interface on some of these concepts. Because when I say X, you hear Y. And I can't change that. And I don't want, like, the, the idea is that I can change how you perceive it. And that's, no, no, no. Like, okay, I need to understand how you perceive it. So from an educator perspective, like we need to figure out how to better change our approach and my philosophy, right or wrong, you know, like this is airing on my channel. I'm right, everybody. No, like I, I the mistake is that you assume you're right. I believe that the the, the educational approach should be invitational because otherwise it's like, it's going to be met with like, you know, my sub. Like, no, hey, like I'll, like I'm open. Like if anybody wants to know anything, I'll share what I know. And, yeah. and and some people that works for some personalities that doesn't. Like that's just the reality. Like we are a very diverse, uh, you know, culture. We're at a very diverse like human like human nature itself. But the funniest thing to me is that, like guys, we don't like just the fact that we speak a, a language labeled English. Like nobody's speaking the same language. Our history, our our culture or the way we're raised, what we believe, what we don't believe, what we like, all of that's going to interpret things in your words. And I have to, I'm trying to be more careful of that in 2020. Hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I that am known emotion. to really piss people off. And I'm always like, why are they mad? Like they are literally saying what I said. That okay. doesn't
3: sound like my husband at all. Like, huh?
0: Anyway, <laughs> marriage advice. This is why people come to the casualty hardcore podcast. Video games and marriage conversation
3: <laughs> Hey we're, we're a married podcast. Games. Yeah,
0: it's so great that you guys play games together. like that's honestly like one of the coolest things about your podcast because I think for anybody who's like the thing that breaks my heart is like when people are like, oh my wife doesn't like video games it's like oh that's gonna be rough.
3: I get the question a lot. how do I how do I get my wife to play Fortnite? Yeah. I get that
0: all I get that all the time.
3: Like, yeah, that's that's usually my. I talk about the different elements of the game that I like, and you don't try them.
4: You find other games that, that they enjoy.
2: Yeah, I'm like my I wife, don't know. I just downloaded.
4: That it many, my wife doesn't play that many video games, and then Nintendo came out with this thing called a Switch, and she can't put it down. Like <laughs> it, you just have to find, you just have to find that thing that you can share, and it and it can be a compromise. And like, I love my Switch, but it's not an MMO. And it doesn't really support MMOs. Like, it's not, it's not 14. It's not, wow. It's not ESO. It's not like these games that I can go down thousands of hours to, but it's, it's a, it's a nice bridge between where I'm at and where she's at. Yeah. My wife actually
0: likes 14. Um, I got her playing 11 and she wasn't a gamer mm-hmm. and, uh, and it all became down to just inviting her. Like, I was like, Hey, hang out with me. And like, it's like, we'll turn on some a podcast or l- listen to some music and I'm going to go do this thing in this game. And She was like, hey, can I make my own character? And it's like, sure. And it's like, it was just like, I'd never pressured. I I was always just like open. Like you can, if you got a question, I'll explain it. Like, but, you know, I'm not going to assume, you know, (laughs) my advice, like the last bit and then we'll wrap up the show. Um, And then we could do Q&A or whatever. Like, I just need to go to the restroom.
2: (laughs) I do too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Too many claws for me. I'm like, all right. But um, my last thing was always like, uh, for content creators, people who are assuming or who are thinking like, oh, I would like to make a video. Like, uh, you know, Pete, you said it best when you're like, just do it. Like, just start. The other thing is stop assuming what you know other people do. They don't. And some yeah. people do. And honestly, you'll get a lot of elitists coming in telling you you're an idiot. Just cut that out. Like, if somebody's not giving you con- constructive feedback, don't worry about it. They're telling yeah. you you're an idiot. Just ignore it. Um, if everybody's telling you an idiot, well, maybe like, I don't know, figure that out. But, uh, but it's like a lot of the things is like, there's so many things that we assume that everybody has the same knowledge and experience we do. We don't. And you have a unique perspective. You're a unique individual. Um, as long as it's not causing you mental health, uh, issues, as long as it's not causing you stress or depression, which it can, Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about that multiple times. Um, consider it, you know, I think 14, especially 14 could use, with more content creators making more content and i don't care if you make controller guides please make controller guides like i don't care like do it like i love this game more than i care about a view a hundred percent of the time and honestly you're making a video would actually give me more views that's just how youtube works is there specific types of
1: content you would like to see more of specifically i would love to see more people do
0: lore videos um i love me i love making lore videos they take a lot of time they do Mm -hmm. they just take a lot of time i have a lot of ingrained knowledge about the lore but i want to make sure that if i'm going to tell somebody about what's going on in the story that i speak to it correctly because i could set i could i I don't want to influence people incorrectly i love to see lore like everybody. everybody, everything uh Um, but I would yeah. just love to see more com like I love to see more content. I'd love for YouTube to recommend me more videos, hands down. I don't care what it is. You know, Pete's
3: been wanting to make more YouTube content stuff. That's something he wants to. You should to all about gotta evolve. Girls. Yeah,
0: you should. In fact, like from a streaming perspective, podcast perspective, uh, like yeah, just make stuff. See what works. See what you actually enjoy making. Um, yeah, that's that's my that's my tip. You know, etc. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Chili, go make a controller guide for Monk, because it's going to be a while for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, would
1: I would like to see, see a controller guide, I wish we had a Bellular.
0: Yeah, like a Bellular. Oh, Mioni would be my closest thing to Bellular. And the thing that he does that anybody like, like, I don't know if people realize the amount of, like, effort he goes to actually publishing. His internet, like, is hopefully going to get better, and that's going to make it easier. But that guy yeah. is a freaking all-star. You should all go sub to Mione. Uh mm-hmm. Like, hands down, let's see if we can't get him to 100,000 subs this year alone. Uh, he has, I actually
3: remember when he first started. And yeah. we he was one of our, like, we just discovered this new guy. And to see him from that to, like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And all the work yeah. he's put in. He was really
0: hurt me. by not getting invited to the media tour. Because in Europe, they made mm-hmm. it website only, which was stupid. I um, so. Yeah. And so hopefully they don't do that again to him, you know, in that regard. So uh yeah like he's literally i think one of the hardest working content creators probably on the platform he does he deserves
1: he has to like leave his house to go probably he does have to leave his house he has to to park in a parking
4: lot uh where he can get better cell reception so he drives to a parking lot and he sits in his car and uses a cell phone data plan specifically for his youtube channel and burns data and waits however many hours that takes up
1: that's dedication
0: yeah, Childa, You're probably right. It probably was magazine because I don't think PSU got
4: it. I it. upload it in my office while I watch Netflix in the other room, and I <laughs> still too hard. Yeah.
3: We got fiber.
4: Yeah, so like we... yeah. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on gig.
0: I'm on gig internet. So he'll, it's he'll like put
4: a... out he'll put out five videos in a day.
3: Yeah, I mean, he has a lot. Can...
0: Well, he works out. Like he, like there's things he wants to. do. Anyway, like I, I have so much love for the people who put themselves out there because it's not easy because everybody like, there's going to be people who are going to tell you to stop. And my advice is unless it's constructive, don't listen to it. Just make, make what your best stuff and be happy.
3: And it is hard to not listen to it because for about every dozen good compliments you get, it's that one hard one that sticks.
0: Well, and everybody's like, you know, it's the same reason why, uh, like, negative videos do better than positive videos. A negative comment will draw your attention easier than all the yeah. people uh, singing your praises. Beware of all the people singing your praises, too. Like, yep. you can easily, like, the uh, social media in and of itself is, is easily surrounded in echo chamber-style uh, content. Like, oh, I'm I'm amazing. Like, don't get an ego. Just put out beauty in the world for for, for Brian, for his claws, for his white claws. Like (laughs) let's go people. (laughs) Um, let's go and wrap the show. I like, uh, we, I do like, I honestly, if you guys feel like chatting some more and doing Q and a with the chat, I am game. I'm not going to no pressure. Um, I don't have anything else to do tonight (laughs) and I might get some more claws. So, uh, (laughs) who knows what I'll say. Um, Chris, why don't you, uh, actually, sorry. Um, I I was, I was scrolled too far on the thing. Um, guys, Avi, uh Pete, where can people find
2: you?
1: Uh well, we're at She Heals on iTank on basically all the social media stuff, Twitter, Facebook. Uh one of the best things that's come from doing the podcast is having like our own little community on Discord as well. We have a lot of people there and we're talking about like it's annoying when people leave instead of teaching. That's why we do the Greenleaf Minute on our podcast every week, because yeah, 90% of the people might know what we're talking about that week, but there's gonna be 10% of of people that either just started playing or just didn't know what we're talking about that week. And that's why we like to do it. We like to help out new players or maybe you've been playing for five years and you just didn't happen to know that one thing. And that's that's what what we love. love. Yeah. uh, for anyone looking to start like content creation, the community that evolves from it is the most rewarding part for me. And I think probably most people, content creators would agree with that as well. Yeah. At least the ones I've talked to anyways.
0: I love that you so, use the word community. Um, yeah. I hate when they call us influencers. I hate when they call it, call it an audience. It just is like, no, it's not what this is. That, that's just my thing. So I love, I love the fact that you guys view it as a community because that's why you're successful that's why i listen to you that's why i think you guys are what i would consider some of the best content creators from a podcast in the 14th space um uh, that i've yeah, seen so far yeah so, so i like i told chris before the show before y'all joined in it's like the best time so like when especially when i travel i'm like all right just get caught up on on uh, and she'll like all right just got i got five that i'm listening to just like just one after the other so it's like yeah it's it's really a really you guys put it, a great product avi do you have any uh like any final thoughts before I let Chris um, if
3: you do want to join our Discord, you can uh, get the link to that on our Twitter, um, as well as our website, which is com. and uh, we do read out your tweets, so if you tweet anything to us at the end of our podcast, we do pick our... And Pete has my least favorite segment of all time, the to Tweet of the Week, uh, where he picks his favorite and, and says why, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun, so... <laughs> Yeah. And, and also, if you know of any content creators that you want to give a shout out, please reach out to us and let us know because we're always looking to find new people so we can share them. Yeah. With we everybody. do a
1: community roundup every week. So we try to yeah. find uh, another Final Fantasy 14 content creator to shout out every week. And the first episode of every month, we have open phone lines so you can call and plug whatever you have going on. So.
0: All right. Uh, Chris, can you lead us out? Because I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It'd be so bad. Just like, okay
4: guys this is it's been a wonderful episode 50 thank you guys so much for for 50 episodes with us um we have a lot of plans for what we want to do with the podcast this year we're looking forward to sharing with them ryan and i've shared a lot about what we have planned for the channel it's a lot this year um thank you both for coming on it's been awesome thank you. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this show up be sure to uh let us know if you made it this far if you made it this far and you're on youtube <laughs> put something in the comments you guys have a phrase they can put shit yeah
2: <laughs>
0: exactly do it all right all right, uh, for all right work... <laughs> do it do
1: it i made it to the end of i
0: made it to the end of this there's the phrase for work to game work To game my name is brian my name's chris
3: my name's avi
1: and i'm vegan pete
2: yes
0: oh that's the force <laughs> foursome that we've done with that like lead out thank you guys thanks for everybody in chat uh of course like our next actually uh, our last show was with taylor scroll next week we got rook, rook from bird of Chess coming on the podcast also a uh, fantastic creator uh she is amazing looking forward to, for that uh but for work to game thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next time take care